that record got me high is proud to be sponsored by Is This Tomorrow. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly webcomic written and produced by Woody Compton and Kelly Shane, and is in no way affiliated with the for-profit prison system, Raytheon weapons systems, or the military-industrial complex. Is This Tomorrow catalogs the wacky goings-on at the Zorro television network, and seems to have actually conjured its own reality into the world we inhabit. Nonetheless, you should visit Is This Tomorrow and the eight panels of reality at isthistomorrow.com. That's isthistomorrow.com. That record got me high and Is This Tomorrow bring you an interview with the Beatnets from 1989. Television is sort of the retaliation of all that. We're just putting out some information fact that television is like a big drug in America. You know, you just sit up and you watch it and you get dope by it. You know, you tend not to read and you tend only to, to, uh, you tend only to believe what this television, what this tube is telling you. We take things that perhaps have been thrown away, you know, to decay <laughs> right out there in the middle of nowhere and just take up space and use it, use it to make sound, use it to to, to express ourselves and express the, the, the artistic, you know, ideas that we have through some of these things. U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission estimates that 13,000 people were treated in hospital emergency rooms for injuries involving television sets last year. That's right, and that's why we have this check for you for $7,000! So, uh, All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. And that is Rob Elba. And we have in, we have two guests today because in studio we have the return guest of Camila Riso. <laughs> Did he say it right? <laughs> yeah, he said it right. right? Yeah. Perfectly. Camila, welcome. Uh, uh, we're happy to have her. And she brought a friend with us via telephone. We're talking to him in Manhattan. So uh, why don't you introduce uh, who we're talking to today? Uh, we are talking to Pop Master Fable. The legendary. Yes. The legendary. Welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome to the show, Pop Master Fable. Thank you. Thanks for the invite. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely honored to be on here talking about a record that really moved me and got me high. Yeah, so, awesome. <laughs> uh, let's move. Let's let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. Well, let's. First of all, we got to just for our people give our, our people a little bit about you because you are a uh, your hip hop dance pioneer and and really we we call legend we we like throw the name legend around like it's like it's nothing but when when we say you're a hip hop legend that's the real deal uh, 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 Camila right I yeah mean, uh, I would say so <laughs> it just is you're president of the. Uh, Hyro Physics Crew, Senior Vice President of the Rocksteady Crew, member of Magnificent Force, uh, honorary member of Electric Boogaloos. Uh, you're a writer, lecturer. Um, uh, I read you were the first hip hop dance instructor to be in, uh, to work at NYU's Experimental uh, Dance Theater. Right. Yep. Uh, I'm, everything mm-hmm. I'm saying is true. I'm, I'm not just making this shit Stop up. Well, right? and, and, and <laughs> true, true, uh, and some of it changed a little bit. Like, I am an official member of the Electric Boogaloos. Oh, you're right. Oh, okay, uh, not even honorary anymore. Yeah, you're official. Yeah. Well, con- congratulations. Right. That, that might be an old bio. <laughs> probably, probably. And uh, and then um, I served as vice president of the Rock City crew for a little over 10 years. 
but now that has been the torch has been passed to someone else. Okay, okay. But uh, but I guess that uh, you can still refer to me as a senior member of the Rap City Crew. Okay. And uh, and everything else you said is on point. <laughs> nice. So what are you up to these days? What do you, uh, what are you doing these days? <laughs> same stuff. Same stuff. I've been teaching at uh, New York University's Experimental Theater Wing for almost twenty years. In wow. fact, this year makes twenty. Yeah, yeah, I'm an adjunct professor, but I te- I only teach like half a semester in the fall, and then I've been teaching a summer pro summer high school program they've had there for the last almost ten years. Um, and besides that, uh, I've taught at other universities. I was also an adjunct at Manhattanville College, um, and I travel around the world uh, teaching workshops, dance workshops, sometimes urban art or what some people call graffiti. You know, workshops with that. Right. right. Um, and and I lecture. I lecture at different universities. Uh, and I was a I was a visiting scholar at Cornell University as well a couple of years ago. Um, and I, I've lectured at like all of these places, the Ivy League colleges and and art institutions, cultural institutions, etc. Wow, that's nice. fantastic. We haven't done any of those things, so <laughs> oh, we're, we we're just uh, we're. Uh, with just our humble and this podcast, is, uh, and this is our first. We've been uh, we've been doing this podcast for over a year now, but this is our first. Uh, I would say our foray into hip hop, and it's funny that you bring this record because this isn't really this. You wouldn't say this is a straight hip hop record, but it definitely uh, it, it definitely has uh, has its roots there. But these guys, these guys were just like in their own world, basically. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. yeah well. I, you know, I grew up also, I grew up, of course, I'm, I'm of Puerto Rican descent. Um, you know, my mother and my father are both from Puerto Rico, but I was born and raised in New York. Uh, so I grew up with salsa, I grew up, you know, uh, um, a variety of music. And then my older sister, she's, I'm 54 years old, she's 11 years older than me. She was bringing, you know, all kinds of records home, salsa records like Fania, All Stars, Hector La Boa, and all the classic salsa stuff. Yeah. So then she would like bring she'd bring home a Santana album and then oh, yeah. she'll bring home then she'll bring home like a, a you know Steppenwolf Born to Be Wild yeah. and uh, <clears throat> and you know she she's really the one who kind of planted the rock seed in me okay. without her even knowing and she wasn't really completely into into rock like that right but then my tw- my twin brother and I the one who lives in Bayside uh, punk rock <laughs> Pete <laughs> ah. he he and I then got really into classic rock hard hard you know pretty hard. And then, um, and then he got me into punk rock, my ah. twin brother. And that's how it, one thing led to another. Of course, I got into the Bad Brains. Yeah, and, you know a lot of the New York bands. Uh, you know Reagan Youth, Agnostic Front. Yeah. Onward, you know Murphy's Law, and then and then I was like, wait a second, how about these British guys? So I started listening to Crash and Discharge yeah. and R- yeah. Rudimentary Peanut. And so when I finally ran into the this Beatnigs album, yeah. Um, you know, I had just recently kind of gotten back into hip hop. Uh, not that I completely abandoned it, but it got a little corny for me. Okay. Right, and then, right. like, Public Public Enemy kind of gave me uh, uh, some hope. You right. Know? I was like, okay, it's not a, it's not completely like you know going to hell in a in a handbasket. Yeah. It's just you know it just wasn't as as politically driven and socially driven hip-hop that is at the time so I, I found that in punk music and alternative music and when I bought this album the beat I mean I never heard of Michael Franti I never heard of the band 
I just was curious. I bought the album at Bleaker Bob's in New York. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it's a, you know, legendary record store, which unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And when I got home, and, and, and it comes, the, uh, the album comes with this amazing pamphlet, which has like, um, like collages, you know, on yes. every page and, and the lyrics. Yep. Right. And I was completely blown away at, right. you know, uh, uh, the, the writing, you know, the, the, the everything, musical composition, how they were playing around with different genres of music. Right, right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Now, now, how old were you then at this point? Do you remember when, when you got this? Like, how, how old a guy were you? Was the same um, thing so. I was 23 years old. Okay, okay. I bought it when it first came out. It came out in 88. Right, January yeah. 88 on Alternative mm-hmm. Tentacles, which Tentacles. is, uh, yeah, yep. a Jello Jello's record uh, label. And, yep. um, well, yeah, so you, obviously, you put this on, you're blown away. And, yeah, it's funny, that pamphlet, I was looking around, because, obviously, this band is, is not very well known, and I'm, that's why I'm really glad. <coughs> I love when we get to do shows like this, because we expose people to record bands that they never, never probably heard. never heard of right. not have heard of. and it's really hard to find but I did I finally found a site where someone scanned that whole uh, the insert so I had all the lyrics and everything was scanned uh, online so that was awesome yeah because it's never been that. it's never been it's been maybe it came out on CD at one point right and then they released the a 12 inch of television right, right exactly but other than that there's been no re-release there's been no you know there you can't you know, it's on Amazon and Apple Music, but I guess that's from the original CD when that came out in 2003 or something like right, that. Right, right, right. Uh, right, and then I think it's uh, it's interesting that the uh, the uh, instruction manual that you were uh, referring to or the, the the leaflet, they the band specifically called it oral introduction manual, and then they were yes, and, and, and then they went out of their way to define the word. NIG as a positive acronym that they said that it has taken on a universal meaning in describing all oppressed people who have actively taken a stand against those who perpetuate ethnic notions and discriminate on the basis of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, uh, which yep. makes sense. And it, uh, in fact, it was a play off of the word beatnik. Right. 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 So right. Instead, right. Of, yeah. instead of beatnik, beatnik. And what most people don't know that negus, N-E-G-U-S, is a, is a word phonetically written like that, which uh, uh, which denotes um, uh, royalty. I believe in Ethiopia. Don't quote me on that, but somewhere in Africa. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so you know, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, in the hood, we flip everything, man. You know, right, if, right, uh, right. A clans member, if a clans member says "you niggers," n i g g e r s, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> we flip it and we put an a at the end and whatever. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Not, 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 not that I necessarily agree with all of this. Right, right. Like I didn't know what to do with the word "spick." Like how right. do you polish that? Right. And let's spick, spick and span. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> But, but these these guys are brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Mike, yeah, Michael they, Franti, yeah, yeah, they really are. So, and actually, when I when I started listening to the record, the first song, television, I realized oh, I'd heard this record because I actually had the disposable heroes of hypocrisy, which they, hypocrisy, yeah. yeah, which they also did this song, and I and I actually had that, and I said, oh, I know this song, yeah. but uh, so I knew that one song, but um, yeah, so no, television, television, right? Television. I want to interject one thing here. I want to know how Camila got and you got to know. How did you get to know Camila and how did she get to know you? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and tell them, Fable. 
How uh, you how, know? How, how, I, he how, doesn't how, know. <laughs> no, he knows how uh, we met. Well, she had we had a mutual friend, and uh, I was in. I think it was in Miami, right? I met you. We had a mutual friend. Exactly. And uh, yeah, yeah. And then Camila, she knew I was into like you know hardcore music, blah blah blah. And she would be like. Hey, uh, you know, Sheer Sarah is playing at, you know, uh, Churchill. So, <laughs> oh, or, okay. Yeah, or, or, hey, the Cro-Mags are at Churchill. Yeah. It wasn't rap. You wanted- friend wasn't rap bastard, was no, it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> and, and then, you know, one thing led to another, and then I saw her at uh, the Black and Brew Bowl in New York okay. several years ago. Yeah. And um, we remained friends, and we had, you know, similar cultural interests. And, you know, Camila's just cool. She yeah. yeah, she's much Absolutely. cooler than me and Barry. Yeah, yeah. 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 She yeah. is. She's. T- I mean, on two of our most listened to episodes, most recently was Black Flag, My War, and what was your right. first one? Uh, Bad Brains. Bad I Brains. I, right. Yeah, Bad exactly. Brains. I against. Well, she beat me to it. <laughs> that that would have been my first choice. You know, oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, but it's cool. At least someone right. did it. And I'm she, sure did she did a really good job. job. All right, yeah, so, yeah. so these guys were from San Francisco. So I don't know. They they weren't as the beatings. They probably they weren't even around that long, right? And then he, uh, uh, this guy Michael Franti and the uh, Rono C. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yes. Rono C. Uh, they mm-hmm. they formed the Disposable Heroes. So did did these guys ever make it out to New York? Do, do you know? Did did, did the beatings? Yes, tour? they did. They did. Yes, they okay. did. Well, that's it. And and that solidified my. Complete unconditional love for them. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Already, uh, that that album was on rotation at my crib, like for quite a while. Right. And then when I, you know, I used to pick up the Village Voice. uh, It was, you know, a a street publication here in New York. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and I would I would always figure out, okay, what am I going to do this week? What shows am I going to watch, etc. Who's around? And when I saw the beatniks were at the Pyramid Lounge, yeah. I, I I almost lost it. <laughs> and so, yeah. And then I called my friend, uh, Eric, who I call E-Man, um, who's a b-boy. You know, he's uh, what most people refer to as a break dancer. Yeah. Like my thing, my I'm a hip-hop dancer. I do popping and locking and, and another style called locking. But he he's a b-boy, you know. And in fact, he and I went to Cuba in 1988. Anyway, he's a very good friend of mine. All right. And I turned him I turned him on to alternative music, including the Bad Brains, which you know he fell in love with. Yeah, of course. And I turned him on to the I turned him on to the Beatnik, and then I called him. I was like, bro, the Beatnik are at the pyramid. Are you down? <laughs> he said, what? I'm I'm down like a disco clown. <laughs> so we went, we went, and we like they rocked our minds like the whole place the, the per- we couldn't believe what we were watching to be honest right, right. because yeah. of how uh, how avant-garde the, the whole you know number one you know the beatniks they're no they're no joke man these these guys are, are heavy again with the lyrics heavy with the the, the musical composition yeah. but when i saw a big muscular dreadlock brother Smashing a chain on a metal door. Right, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that, a, yeah. a a video of that of them doing that. It was like industrial, mm-hmm. like an industrial. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, they were like great. industrial. I I used to call them industrial punk funk. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Well, maybe some. That's uh, as good. That's as good as any. Yeah, they're 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 hard yeah. to describe. But yeah, yeah, they would bring on. Yeah. They would use like um like a. Uh, uh, Saw, chainsaw, or different, like, uh, um, right, uh, circular saw, the circular right, saw, circular buzzing, saw into right. the me- buzzing into a metal panel as well. So then yeah. it was pyrotechnic, 
There was a pyrotechnic component. Right. Where those sparks, those sparks were flying all over us. Right. Oh, wow. You know. Yeah. All over them, all over us. You know. Yeah. And sounds like loved a, yeah. It. No, no one, no one was like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn on fire." <laughs> you know, we like they already had us on fire, so it didn't matter. And uh, and then and then um, and then he had a reel to reel. Oh. Uh, Michael Francie had like a reel to reel. Uh, which uh, I think he was loopy. He had stuff looped on it. Right. Uh, yeah. And he was playing bass Mission of Burma, and, like and, like a Mission of Burma type thing yeah, that right. they would do also mm-hmm. with that. Oh yeah, and he, yeah. he's a great. He's a really great bass player. I've saw the and and uh, yeah, he's a, he's an amazing <laughs> bass player. And they had a drummer that guy uh, Kevin Carnes. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. And he's great. They were just like really great musicians, and like you said, the whole artistic element to what they were doing, avant the avant garde uh, uh, aspect of what they were doing, was just like ahead. Of, like I told Barry when when we were, you know when you gave us this record, yeah. and we started listening. I, I I messaged Barry. I go, man, these guys were ahead of their Very, time. And and actually, Camila was when she was here before we started recording, and she said. I've got a couple of things to drop on you that bands that were influenced by this that you're you know you're going to be surprised and so I think hit us we're ready well you know it's uh, it's kind of interesting when I, when I had to revisit this album again after not listening to it uh, since the '90s I listening hearing the production hearing the instruments and everything that was going on, I was like, wow, this really sounds a lot like this mortal coil. Oh, right. So then I was, I started, I went down the rabbit hole Googling and then I real, and then I realized, wow, on, on the disposable heroes of hip- hypocrisy, they actually sample this mortal <laughs> coil. Oh, okay. I was like, holy crap. They, okay. they, I mean, un- unreal. And then, um, there's two bands actually from the area of San Francisco that for sure have been influenced by the Beatniks. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar <clears throat> with, um, there is a band that came out in 2010 that's called Death Grips. Which, oh yeah, you, you've my heard, son you've heard, heard this, them. and he goes, "Oh, this sounds like Death Grips." Right, right. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, my That's my, awesome. my Death, nineteen year old. Yeah, Death Grips. You could call um, them the beatniks of you know of two thousand to twenty the the twenty ten. Yeah, the twenty tens for sure, and then um, for sure they influenced uh, Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum, which I don't know if you guys have, <laughs> have heard of. Them. <laughs> sounds like a really name, weird kids cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's another album I probably would have bought at Bleakers. Like, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Just by the cover the, of the name the of name the band. Itself. Okay, well, well, mm-hmm. sl- well, Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum, they're out of Oakland, right? And they came out in 1999. And they have, they have usually they have two singers. They have a guy which when he sings and or when he raps or whatever you want to call him, he has a lot of that staccato beat. Yeah, because when Michael Franti and these guys, yeah. when they rap or whatever you want to call it, yeah, they don't have that smooth no. flow at no, all. I mean, no. like you, you could, you could never say that these guys are are, are a Rakim or like a Guru oh, no. or so, uh-uh. or somebody no. like that. Totally different. And then uh, Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum also has uh, a female singer, but who also plays a violin. But the very, I think the very interesting thing about that band 
is that they make the majority of their instruments. Oh, oh, so, the, okay, so the cool. bass player, uh, he has a shop where he fabricates things. So if you look at music videos, you'll see um, like these these uh, things that look like humongous bows, like bow and arrow, but uh -huh. the bow, the archery bow part that are made of metal, and then like with industrial cable yeah and you see the, the a pedal that the guy steps oh, yeah, on yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. to move it and then they they change the tension and they yeah. have all kinds of really strange instruments sounds that, like that they've made and they play but it sounds incredible <laughs> you would you would think oh this is just going to be garbage you know they're they're up on stage right. playing these right. made up instruments yeah. but it sounds so good okay. the melodies the different changes in pace of the uh, music and yeah. you're like oh wow you can totally tell that this is beatniks influenced cool i was gonna say when you say somebody made their own instruments i'm gonna throw a name out there that I, i'm gonna be nobody's gonna there's gonna be like well, harry parch you guys ever heard of harry parch i've never heard Famous, of him. a classical guy who made had made all of the instruments his group played and he had like things where it had it would have like 46 notes in an octave so the music is really weird and eerie and it's got this uh so he was uh maybe we'll do a harry parch record and that'll blow people's minds <laughs> <laughs> well i, I I'm, I'm thrilled to hear all of this because now i want to know about all of them the, the right yeah i know that's true, that's true. And, yeah you know i told camille is like my go-to for like so what else can I listen to that like you think would thrill me? And right, that's I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little I'm a little bit trapped in the '70s and '80s, you know, uh, in terms of like these genres of music and what have you. It, yeah. um, it happens so, to yeah. all of us, yeah, because we have this music that we loved, and it's sort of that's there's, there's something about discovering bands like back in you know back in the day, and they're your go-to thing. So it, it's kind of hard to keep that. Uh, you 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 really have to uh, force yourself. I've, I've found okay. as you get older, you have to push yourself more to like find new new music. Well, I'm glad I'm not trapped like you old folks. Well, all right. Never, <laughs> we all can't be uh, Camilla. Uh, yeah. All right, so let's get into well, this. There's, there's, no, go ahead. There's one more thing I want to say about that pyramid lounge uh, experience I had. With oh, the yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, um, oh, maybe there's a few more things. About, but no, there's go ahead, this go ahead. one, for sure, the guy Rono, you know, I, I, I'm guessing he's, he's, I don't know if he's Filipino. I don't know what he is, but um, he's an Asian guy, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and so, and so while the beatniks were getting busy, you know, playing their songs and all, this guy was their hype guy, kind of like their, ah, their, yeah, yeah, like like yeah. their flavor flav, but, yeah. but not you know, uh, but with a uh, with a lot more dance moves and what have you. And at the time, uh, there was a, a certain style of hip hop dance that was like that was popular. Um, some of us call it hype hype dancing or, or what have you. <clears throat> really funky, really rhythmic, etc. And when um. And he's the one who, who uh, if I'm not mistaken, is, is he might be the one because I talked to him after, who introduces the band on this album. You know, welcome to our record. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah he, well, he's one of the more prominent voices in that intro. Okay. Long story short. Long story short. After the after the uh, last, you know, they sang their last song, the, the encore, everything. Boom. You know, uh, my friend Eman and, and I, we were so amped. 
uh, that uh, they started playing, the DJ started playing music, you know, they were breaking down the, the, the set. Yeah. And me and E-Man just started dancing. <laughs> so we, 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 yeah, and we, we created a cypher, well, what we call like a, a circle. Okay. You know, and, pe- and people are watching us and they're like, oh shit, you know, there's two hip hop heads here. Yeah. And, um, and Homeboy jumps in out of nowhere. All right. Rono, <laughs> Rono, yeah. and starts getting busy like dancing with us, and then and then I was like, bro, I, I was hoping you came out here. You know what I mean? I didn't, I, I didn't yeah. want to bother you guys. You guys just did a set, you know. You're breaking down or whatever. Yeah. And I was, and and then we we chatted, we chatted a little bit, and then yeah. he was like, oh man, y'all some real, you know. And he 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 already saw the element. Yeah. Because he saw how hard how hard we were dancing and then we, you know we told them about us and then I got to meet these guys after you know that's great and were they nice yeah huh were they nice they were very nice they were super cool super cool mellow they weren't uh, you know pretentious and uh, you know none of that uh, like we say in Spanish peste de guaperia that means like someone who who thinks their the shit don't stink? You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, me, me yeah. and Barry. Some people yeah, call no, me and Barry that sometimes. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> they, don't. <laughs> they just say it in English though. <laughs> um, no, they were very down to earth. I could uh, and I could already tell, but you know, uh, that, uh, that's uh, that they they were. Um, I, I don't know. You know, honestly, I don't. I can't even find the words. Like, I think they were just as uh, probably. Uh, um, amazed at the at the uh, at the reception, you know. Yeah, well, I, I was going to ask you who was like, uh, what kind of crowd at that point uh, in that in in the late eighties? What kind of crowd was there to see them? Like, what what what, what uh, mix of a crowd would it be? It was a mixture. It right. was a mixture of uh, punks. You yeah. know, you had some punks in there. Um, you had uh, some. I, I, I don't know, just some downtown folk that yeah, right. would latch on to anything that was cool and hip. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, But I think the two most hardcore hip-hop heads in there was were me and E-Man. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know? We, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We, well, we because this record, most- yeah, this record, the mm-hmm. rhythms on it, the rhythms on it, there's some, a lot of the rhythms are somewhat, um, they're not necessarily danceable. There's like a like there's almost like a some of it has like a three four or almost like a six eight sort of a swing feel to it and so it's Agreed. it's uh it's um it's not a straight up hip hop you know there's not like a, a straight up hip hop thing going on there there's definitely a just you know and I'm gonna throw in an influence on these guys that it took me a while to think about but the sounds on that album. You guys remember the the art of noise? Oh that, yeah, the art that, of noise. That, yeah, you, definitely. You know, I, I know I know the name, but I can't really well, play some Barry, music. Barry, I was thinking, and also uh, Depeche Mode. Some yeah, of Depeche Mode yeah. a couple years earlier were already doing uh, blasphemous rumors and that yeah. stuff, and I hear some the, of those uh, the samples, sounds on the, the yeah. sound, the way this. It's like a you know when the early days of um, digital sampling, when you had a keyboard and you would feed it one sound, and then you could play the different play the different notes and that was definitely and there was you know it was 8 bit so it wasn't real high depth oh, yeah. audio actually this like it makes me think of the song master and servant okay you know, yeah yeah from uh, uh, Depeche Mode right yeah yeah absolutely absolutely how the, how the beats are um 
how it's broken up. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, but uh, yeah, that, that's really cool though. You could tell these guys are much like you, Fable. That these are guys that are into all different kind of things, and they're not afraid to just explore. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Which is great Agreed. because not everyone's not everyone's like that. You know, some people feel like they have to get their lane and they got to stay in their lane. These this is not a stay in your lane band at all. Yeah. Well, the good thing is also that Jello is willing to take a risk on something like this and put some at the time and yeah, put yeah, something absolutely. like this out because smart yeah. man. Yeah. Exactly. Smart man. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because so look, these kind of bands come around maybe once in a lifetime. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like it's uh, you know at the, on this level at least on this level. Right. Right. They, I'm pretty certain that they didn't give a rat's ass of uh, you know whether it was going to fly or not. Oh right, right. Um, yeah, they were doing it yeah, strictly yeah. for the for the for, them. for the for the arts for the sake of the art and for the sake of of what they wanted to get across. And and um, it's it, it isn't just the music; it's the delivery of it, and it's also messages. Yeah. They're saying yeah. some pretty heavy mm-hmm. uh, yeah. messaging on here, which uh, uh, which is yeah, which is great. They're just bringing it a totally different way uh, than. Than like punk or straight hip hop, they're yeah. just like d- totally because the different. disposable heroes definitely morphed into more of a uh, more of a straight ahead hip hop like a public enemy sound. Like if you hear if you listen to that disposable hip- heroes record, the the sort of the industrial aspect is is that's gone, and it's more of moving into a because um, I remember seeing I think I remember seeing it on MTV. And stuff like that, and I don't think uh, beatniks were ever on MTV. I don't think no. they ever had any videos. No, no, probably they, not. Yeah. they weren't. <laughs> yeah, they, they were off the grid, and and uh, you know, uh, hardcore underground folks were really into the beatniks. Yeah. But um, um, another thing I, I was going to mention is uh, is like uh, the, the 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 reality of it is that the whole entire beatnik album had very little hip hop in it. Yeah. As, as was mentioned right yeah very little that's why when i say they sounded like an in- industrial punk funk band yeah uh i i i um yeah i uh i mean reference funk yeah i reference funk more so than hip-hop yeah. because like at the end of uh you know i'm a i'm a hardcore p-funk all-stars you know yeah uh, fan uh, yeah. uh follower of, of uncle george yeah uh, funkadelic parliament zap yeah. you right, name it right. you know uh, and and so and so at the end of uh, of, of television, when you hear it go, boom 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 boom, yeah, boom right, boom boom boom, boom. <laughs> right, yeah. boom boom boom, yeah, yeah, uh, that's total P-funk, reson- right? Yeah, yeah, that resonated with like some P-funk stuff to yeah. me, right, 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 because because when I first saw P-funk live, right, yeah, uh. They sounded like a rock band. <laughs> right, right, you know? right. Uh, yeah, and in fact, you have a song that says, you know, who says a folk band can't play rock, rock music roll. or something like yeah. that. I'm probably yeah. butchering it. I'm probably butchering it. <laughs> very but close. Very, yeah, You're a dancer, when not, I, not a singer. I'm a dancer, yeah. And, and, mine, and I'm into rock as well. And I was yeah. like, hell yeah. yeah. Like, look, awesome. uh, uh, maggot brains alone. It's just, it, yeah. it reminds me of a funky... Pink Floyd song, you know. <laughs> if Pink, if Pink Floyd happened to be Black Brothers, right? Not to say that white folks don't get funky, but it probably would have been sounded something like that. Right. All right. Don't you think too that that part of the song, those portions, and even P Funk were um, 
influenced by Lee Gregory because a lot of that towards the end it sounds like that song Yes We Can Yes We Can Can oh man mm-hmm. yeah, yeah okay you it got does it. okay trust yeah. trust right, and believe trust that you. it does okay <laughs> so uh, let's start out uh, listen to a little of the opening track uh, television nobody knows opening track to a record right yeah and also oh, man. yeah and also uh still topical because yeah yeah totally. television still you know what uh, uh, drug the of the nation the the drug of the nation breeding yep. ignorance yep. and feeding radiation I mean, <laughs> well uh i've i've learned another term for it and that's tell lie vision oh uh, yeah <laughs> exactly um, yep. And uh, we have, if you could add Twitter to that, then we got like, you got the whole package right now. Yeah. The, the other thing about just where they came from, Oakland and San Francisco, you know, like the Bay Area has a rich history. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially, you know, obviously, you know, Michael Francie is an activist. Um, and, uh, you know, the Black Panther Party came out of Oakland, you know, came right. out of that area. Right. Um and uh, and a lot of like you know um, uh, movements that um, we're fighting for social justice, you right, know? right, right, <clears throat> and and to coincide with that, uh, well, well, uh, culturally also, I uh, you know I do a dance style called popping. Some people you know sometimes it's robotic and what have you. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, and some of the first people are groups that were doing this type of movement came out of Oakland as well in the Bay Area. Oh, okay. And that's the Black mis- the black Resurgence and the Black Messengers. Oh. Those are the two main groups. Okay. And then after that, after that came a whole slew of groups. Uh, Granny and the, and the Robot Troids, you know, and <laughs> it was a woman with, <laughs> yeah, with four guys. You know, you had the androids, you had Demons of the Mind, you had Live Incorporated. You, oh, you know, wow. there was yeah. there were so many that set off this movement, uh, including also Robert Shields. I don't know if you guys remember Shields and Yarnell. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I doubt that Robert Shields and Yarnell they were like black activists. Well, they were white, but you know, yeah. the point is, is <laughs> yeah. uh, the point is that there was amazing, amazing of vib- vibrancy of culture right yeah. you know in in that in that part of the world okay you know so so i wasn't shocked when i heard this and i was oh shit they're from they're from the bay they're from you know they're yeah. from yeah. All over yeah. there like 
Yeah, it, it made total sense to me. I was like, of course, man. You know, they, I, I equate them to the energy in New York, you know? Right, right. With, uh, oh, yeah, with I did, too. I, I didn't actually realize they were from the Bay I know, Area. I assumed they were a New York from a New York band. Yeah, so did yeah. I, until I read, oh, okay, they were from San Francisco. But, but uh, that makes sense if they're all on alternative tentacles, because that's how Jello would have, yeah, 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 would have right, seen them right. and known about them. Oh, yeah, in San Francisco. And the, the, the lyrics, it's, it, it always amazes me when you get records like this that the lyrics, you read them and they, re, they read like they could have been written last week. Oh, yeah, man. When yeah. he says, uh, TV is the reason why less than 10% of our nation reads books daily. Why most people think Central, right. Central America means Kansas. Communism means un-American. I mean, how Russian is that right man, now? Communism dude. means un-American and <laughs> apartheid is, is a new headache remedy. That's like 30 years. The same shit. I same know, shit. Same shit. Three decades and, later. And, and, where, and where straight teeth in your mouth are more important than what comes out of it. Yeah. Just, oh, just, fuck uh, yeah. Just, that's it, man. Yeah, right. just, ask Clint, just ask Clint and Ronnie. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yep. Right? That's and, right. And, and, and uh, uh, clean into Eastwood. You know, uh, that's what he was referring to. But he was what the Clint. mayor or something like this. Yeah, and, and of course, uh, and of course, Ron Bo Reagan. You know, oh, yeah, I refuse to call him by his real name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 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 kind of cool that uh, in 2014, when NME put out its 500 greatest songs that have ever written, television was actually song 401. Oh, oh really? Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's nice. it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, that it cuts nice. right. It cuts. And, Cuts very deep because that's that's still ingrained um, in the culture so heavily. Like you think yep. about you know how we got where we are right now, and it's it's Fox News. It's at one station that is not what it seems. You no, know, we're in definitely still in polarizing times. No, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's get into a little. This is something people. I don't even know if uh, uh, Camille, you're a little younger than us, but but Fable, people of our age remember. Iran Contra. Oh yeah. And, uh, sure. So let's listen to the next song. Yep. A little bit of CIA. tutorial on the whole Iran Contra deal. Yeah, and well, you know who yeah. um, you know who it was that um, made all the Iran Contra go away, right? It was uh, uh, Hillary? No, <laughs> it was uh, the do. What's his name? The the, the guy, the head of the DOJ now, um, William Barr. Oh, Barr. William Barr. Oh, wow. He's the one that that made all of that made all that go away and didn't prosecute any of those guys so you want to talk about what a shocker full fucking circle man 30 years later diversion of funds covert arms sales in every country the CIA yeah also another this song the way they say the word CIA there's a song by uh, um, 
uh, a fable. You, you know, have you ever heard of a New York band called the Fugs? F U G S. Of course, and I saw them recently. Yeah. Oh, did you? At, uh, nice. at the Bari Electric. I saw them last <laughs> okay. year. Okay, oh, nice. yeah. Well, Fugs yep. have an early song on one of the early records called CIA Man. Oh, yeah, that's CIA right. CIA Man. Yeah. I'm I'm telling you, disposable. I mean, uh, 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 um, Beatnik <laughs> heard that Fugs record and oh, used because they're saying it's CIA. Kind of it's exactly the same. I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah. You're right. um, it's undeniable. I'm sure they were inspired by that. That's yeah. great. And That's then great. and then Chuck Chuck D, uh, uh, Chuck D goes, you see the CIA, you see the A kitten. You know, yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a reference to them, and you know, you know the deal, man. America, yeah. so so called uh, America, c- 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 they're gangsters, yeah. you know. Uh-huh, they are. So you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. Hey, I love this this uh, country, but. I don't let the like the government. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's good. Um, all right. So, yeah, that's all. And just the, the heaviness of that song, that yeah. industrial sound heaviness, yeah. it's just really awesome. Yeah. I was, yeah. All right. So now we get to well, the third track on here. This is, let's uh, hear a little bit of When You Wake Up in the Morning. That's right. Last week, we, last week we did a Jerry Lee Lewis, a, a Jerry Lee Lewis live album, and he does a cover of money. Of yep. money. What, uh, that's what right. I want. That's what, do you what see? I want. Who do you love? What do you want? Money. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. And then what do they say? Horse Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's Camilla and I were talking. We uh, just a, a little while ago before right. she got to Barry's face. Yeah, we, we were like talking about so-called, uh, uh, um, um, you know, monetary, uh, uh, you know, paper, right? Uh, yeah. Or promissory notes. And I'm like, blockchain what, what technology. Money? Exactly. What, yeah. What what money are we talking about? Right. Right. <laughs> it doesn't have the gold or silver standard. It's a it's a freaking illusion. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and and soon it'll be a cashless society. Maybe not in our lifetime, or maybe so. And yeah. then what? Right. And then what? And then let's. And then we're gonna see a real true to form, 
version of a Mad Max film in yeah. living color. Like, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Right? I'm afraid for my kids, actually. So, yeah. uh, Fable, I was curious. When you got this, this song in, in that little insert, it's got the dance steps, like the little tutorial with the dance steps. Yeah. Uh, did, you ever try, did you ever try doing that? Da- the dance steps that oh, they showed you? In that? Oh, hell no. Hell no. Uh, just... Just at a glance, I already saw it was probably someone with two left feet. Yes, right. Uh, uh, who unfortunately was a a a a a deaf you know. Right. So, uh, I'm not even. Not I'm not even, even trying to go it. there, bro. I'm not even trying to go well, there. So, obviously, uh, it was meant to be uh, kind of. Uh, that's another thing I like about these guys is they obviously have a sense of humor. A humor and their tongues. Humor. That, yeah, and they're and yeah, definitely. Uh, well. Horse Pucky. They're using the throwing the word horse right, Pucky in right. there. So these guys definitely that, have a wicked that's from, sense that's of humor. That's from Mash. Remember the Colonel oh, always right. says horse, horse Pucky. Because <laughs> that's what you could say on television. Exactly. Nice. nice. Well, they should have had a disclaimer. If anyone gets hurt trying to follow these foot patterns. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of you when I saw uh, that. Alternative, I alternative tentacles is not responsible <laughs> for any... Yeah, Any awesome. uh, du- double left-footed person who tries to rock this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so this uh, this let's get to the fourth song on this. This is uh, one of my favorite songs on here. Um, yeah, parentheses, the experience of all of us, but this is Street Full of Nags. Reminds me a bit of the a little bit of the last poets. Anybody else? Uh, yes, yes, got yes. a little of that vibe on there. I'm trying to think about what that yep. last poets tune is. They they had this one tune uh, about like I think it was about riding the subway, and it has that same feel. The way he's delivering the lyrics is uh, um, just a particular rhythm and a particular way of uh, of. Of putting it out there from definitely reminds me of that last poet soon, which I will play up underneath here once I figure out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, uh, obviously, I'm a huge fan of the last poet. I'm also a fan of the Watt Prophets. You know, who okay. were the West Coast yeah, West Coast version the of the West last? Coast co- Absolutely, ah. and I had the pleasure of seeing some of the last poets perform with some of the Watt Prophets. All in the same venue. It was at the uh, South Street Seaport. Uh, wow, I would have to say like maybe eight, seven, eight years ago. Okay. Oh, okay. And, wow, that's cool. And it blew my mind because, in fact, I never heard of the Watts Prophet. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so this, and so this, and uh, 
you know, there was always this synergistic thing between the East and the West, you know, especially in the big cities, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we had a similar vibe, similar upbringing, similar uh, uh, obstacles, you know, similar um, uh, social, economic, uh, political environment. Yeah. <clears throat> and, yeah, and we vibed in a very similar way. And uh, I'm a very good friend of um, of um, one of the members of the of the um, the Young Lords Party, and that's Felipe Luciano, um, who was a member of of the uh, last last oh, cool. Oh, All right, okay. great. Yeah. So, let yeah. me ask you, Pablo, yeah. who's the better uh, dancers, East Coast or West Coast? Who dances better? <laughs> it, it, okay, okay. <laughs> that that depends on what style you're talking about. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Look, listen. Hey, look, we made up, in New York, we made up what people call breakdancing, the stuff on the floor, the spinning, the freeze. Right, right, the, yeah. We made, we made that That's up, That's New right? York City, right, And yeah, we also yeah. came up with a dance form called rocking, which is kind of fancy, fancy footwork up on top. Okay, A few okay. drops, but yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Barry the does that. Barry's really good at that. <laughs> and then, how <laughs> were you? Yeah, you nah. sure didn't, didn't look like Revenant. <laughs> anyway, so, so uh, yeah. then... Then the West Coast came up with, uh, well, they created popping and locking. Okay. Oh, okay, that was West Coast. In, okay. in, interestingly enough, I do their dance. Uh, you know, right, I, right. I, I, I committed myself to their dance forms, uh, like, with the exception of locking, which we made up. Right. And so then, in the early days, we were, of course, we were better at our thing because we created it. And they were better sure. at their thing, and yeah. and and so and so uh, the uh, still to this day. When it comes to popping, um, I take my hat off to the Electric Boogaloos. Okay. Who, who in fact, I uh, went under their uh, their uh, their school of thought, if you will. You know, it's okay. like martial arts. Right? Okay. It's like martial arts. Are you gonna learn Wing Chun? Are you gonna, you know, what? Yeah. Where, you know, what? Right. So then I I uh, be, uh, I um, learned from them. I learned the proper way to do it, etc. So until this day. To answer your question, if you're talking about popping, <laughs> well, the West Coast with popping Pete Timothy okay. Solomon. All right. To me, is the A one popper, the A the best popper on the earth. Okay. Right. And then when it comes to b boying or, or breaking, yeah. uh, what we do here, then I I would have to say that we still have it over uh, here. Okay. Uh, and if All I right. have to throw a name out there. And if we're talking about the 70s, early dance form, the original recipe for b-boying, yeah. I have to say Wayne Blizz. His name is w Wayne Blizzard. All right. We call him Wayne Blizz. Okay. And can mm -hmm. we and we can find some, I always go to, it gets mentioned at least once an episode, can you, if we go Wayne Blizz on YouTube, are we going to find anything that we can... Uh... You will, you will, because right. I have a YouTube, I have a YouTube channel, Excellent. which is uh, Pop, Ma Pop Master Fable. Excellent. Oh, and nice. Look, and, if you, and if you look under the last true B-Boys of New York, okay, I did a, I did a special edit on him. Excellent. Oh, okay, nice. On on Wayne Blizz. Fantastic. And if you go on YouTube and you punch in Popping Pete and Electric <laughs> Boogaloos, okay. you're gonna see dozens okay. of the most brilliant, the the, the, the hardest popper on earth. Oh, nice. Okay. I love that. I love watching that shit because it's just it looks you look yeah. at it and you go so, like boggles your mind. For for my um I'm when I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about you know the the early like first thing I would have I think of is 
when I was a kid, on Saturdays, we would uh, um, watch Soul Train on Saturdays. Yeah. And, yes. and they were the dance called The Robot. And the, I was always yep. a guy... There was a guy on the show. They, you know, they used to have one dancer who was who doing was the, robot the robot guy, pretty much yeah. the whole time. Yeah. And is that popping and locking? Is that the? Is that the? Is that that similar style? That is the. That that is the the, the uh, predecessor. You know, that came before right. roboting. Uh, okay. Right. Roboting. So so it goes like this. Look, you have the lockers, the Los Angeles lockers, right? Okay. They they proceed popping. Locking proceeds popping. So in 1971, I believe. Okay. Don Campbell, Donald Campbell, created locking and formed the lockers. Okay. Which one of the member one of the members is Fred Berry. Also known as rerun on the on the oh. show. Oh, nice! Yeah, he was wow. one of the original lockers, and in fact, his locking name was Mr. Penguin. <laughs> and there's a, yeah, and there's another notable person, uh, uh, um, a musical artist that was an original locker, and that's Tony Basil. Oh, AKA, wow. okay. Oh, Mickey, you're so uh, wow. Mickey, yes, so that's right. Hey, Mickey, yeah. Man. She was in the original lot, and she's a very dear friend of mine. Oh, nice, um, nice. Yeah, yeah, well, all these guys. You know, I eventually, I became friends with, with, with many of them. Right. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, so when I used to watch Soul Train, right? In yeah. fact, when I first saw popping proper the proper popping right was when the when the lockers and the electric boogaloos performed together on soul train oh and right. I, I believe that was 1979 all right right yeah and and uh and and i it blew my mind and i went back to school you know the next yeah. day and i was like yeah hey yeah uh, and, and all of us started talking about it me and my yeah. boys yeah and, and we started imitating that stuff that's as best we could yeah. of course because we didn't have you know, back then it was Betamax, even before, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, right. before VH, yeah, yeah. We didn't have that stuff. We were poor kids from the hood. I know. You yeah. know, so so we had to draw into our memory, like, yeah, and and, right. and uh, what did they and, do? And, how did uh, they do that? How did they do what? No, you no, you got to think. You, you, yourself, in like, your how mind, did they do, you do like what were they doing? Yeah, how did right. They do that? You got to remember. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, we were asking ourselves, how did they do that? Right. It right. seemed humanly impossible. Yeah. And 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 that and that episode and that one Soul Train uh, episode, uh, that's where Creeping Sid did the backslide, which, oh, okay. which then Michael Jackson, Jackson made very famous yeah. in the twenty fifth uh, Motown uh, um, yeah. uh, TV. Uh, yeah, right. program. Um, but we were already trying to do that backslide yeah, in uh, right. in in uh, in '79. Yeah, we were we yeah we were already attempting to. Of course, we felt miserably. Come on, man. Well, you know, you know. Yeah, well, you know. There's but so much you can get from a few seconds on TV. Yeah. To be, to be clear, tutorial. You said you saw it and it seemed like it was humanly impossible. To be clear, for someone like me, it is humanly impossible. Right. I can't. Yeah. I couldn't do that. But, uh, but you got to. You know what? Can. Hats off to for to Don, Don Cornelius. Yeah. Because you oh, know. I watch that shit all every week though. I love so. Yeah. Much. But then, no, I couldn't do any of that. Um, all right, so let's get to the next song. Uh, this song. This song is a heavy. Song. It's got a heavy theme. Yeah. The reclass. This is the reclassification. Uh, oh, it does. Yeah. Controls. Let's listen to a little. Six colors became white. Two whites became Malay, 14 Malays became white, nine Indians became white, seven Chinese became white, one Greek became white, 40 coloreds became black, 666 blacks became coloreds, 87 coloreds became Indian, 67 Indians became colored, 26 coloreds became Malay, 50 Malays became Greekan, four Greekas became coloreds, two Greekas became black, 18 blacks became Greekas, 12 coloreds became Chinese, 10 blacks became Indians, two blacks became other Asian, two other coloreds became Indian, and one other colored became black. No blacks applied to become white. 
and no whites applied to become black. It's something that's very convenient for politicians to use. Right, but it's it's been convenient for centuries. Centuries, but it's crazy. We're still, t- it's like in, in a way we haven't gone. I mean, we have in a way, but in some ways we haven't gone anywhere from it either. It's very Well, sad. look, the biggest... The- the biggest fear that any any uh, political party or uh, or uh, governing uh, uh, group has is especially if they're if they're freaking dirtbags yeah and are and and are uh, oppressing people is unity yeah right that, they, that's right they don't want that they don't want us to understand that we're all one exactly are you right but, yeah because once we get over that shit. Then it's a wrap. How are they going to control us if you can't if you can't make people afraid? You can't control them, and that's how they do it. Is they make people afraid of those who apparently seem different from them, and that you just magnify right. magnify those very small differences. And oh, these you suddenly make them seem like monsters, and that's what's being done right now, of course. Yeah. Well, that's what, like Camila said, that's what's being done since a very long time ago. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're talking about yeah. centuries and centuries. I mean, if you really want to think about it, the, the current regime, you know, has taken its template from the Spanish. I mean, like. Right. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Of course. The Spaniards. They did. They were bad, yep. man. evil the motherfuckers. They were evil motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, gosh, I don't. Yeah. I don't think anybody had as many uh, classifications as the Spaniards. Yeah, they, really. They re- I mean, gosh, they, you know, they, you know, where do you think we got the term uh, mulatto? Right. Or, right. Or, oh, right. Or, right. I mean, th- and they would break people down even more. That's how you get the word criollo. It just depends. Right. What kind of mixture and what what the what little box they could force you into. Right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so it's interesting. We're saying, we're talking about this because obviously uh, Michael Franti was very interested in these themes because he himself was uh, multiracial, biracial, multiracial, and he was adopted uh, by a white family. 
So he definitely had, uh, you know, th- these issues were were important to him. Foremost in his that, mind. And something that he, he lived, you know, he lived every day. Yeah. And uh, and he, he's, I think he's still doing it now. He's still very active in, uh, he's just uh, very politically active and he, he's an activist still, which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I think he will be till the day he dies. That, right? that dude right. seems yeah. true. He seems like one of the true blue ones, not someone who like for a, you know had a little moment in his life where he's like, "Well, let me try to save the world," yeah. and then you know, right? A I mean, bono, not, not that he, you know that that was uh, his intention, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but but still, you know, some people you could already see their their authenticity. They're genuine. They yeah, truly, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and to me, he seems like that, that kind of cat, you know? Right. Yeah, he keeps up at it. Keeps all, right, at it. Yeah. all right, so let's listen to the next song. Is uh, He's talking uh, a little bit about Mr. Malcolm X. Let's hear a little Malcolm X. Yes. I want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. What you and I need to do is learn to forget our differences. So once we all realize that we have this common enemy, then we unite on the basis of what we have in common. So what we have to do is what they did. They agreed to stop quarreling among themselves. That one man could build up so much momentum In his death, his inertia sparked a generation And it was plain for them to see What he meant to you and me But one to the chin and one to the chest Couldn't stop the movement And his name is Malcolm X all right, so again, they, they got some really great uh, beats in this one. Uh, the beats and, and uh, um, that they're using in this are sophisticated, and yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really cool. Well, it reminds me of sort of, um, there's some like, you know, Jim Thurwell, Scraping Fetus Off the Wheel. Yes, yes, Fetus. I was going to mention that also. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But there's a line in, in the Malcolm X um, where they say he, he took it one on the chin and one in the chest and it that's actually I, I realized that's he's talking about the um uh the nation of islam guys with the shotguns like one shot him in the face and one shot him in the chest uh, right. and uh, right. yeah so it was a very kind well, of dark they, they they lit him up that's an expression we use when we like yeah blast someone you know yeah the firearms yeah. They lit him up at the at the autobahn, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and and it was, uh, you know, I, I I was well, maybe I think I wasn't even born yet. I think that was uh, 68, 65. Was 60, oh, yeah. was, okay, oh, it was. All yeah. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if I was born, I was just a little child. What can I do, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> you can do it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no. But I shit. If I was there, I would have. I would have. If I had. If I had my hardware, I would have. All <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah that's how it goes I think he knew. Dog. I think he knew. Like Dr. King, he had a sort of a intuition that. Uh, uh, yeah. It was yeah, coming. That he you was going to go a pre- premonition or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, right. But 
that song resonates with me. Uh, uh, in fact, it's one of my favorite songs, uh, tunes on this on this yeah. album. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I, it's, just hearing... And, and it's for personal reasons. Yeah, well, just hearing actually uh, Malcolm X, I mean, it's cool. But they're singing about Malcolm X, but then they put a lot of just Malcolm X talking in there, too. Right. And it's great. And they got this, like... Avant, this is almost like jazz, like avant jazz going on in the background yeah. with the music, yeah. and then with uh, him talking. And he's at the beginning, he's talking, he's calling for people to to like stop quarreling over petty differences and yeah. unite, like you said, unite against a common common enemy. Enemy. Right. <laughs> Look, I, you know, uh, some people know this, some people don't. I embraced Islam in 1989. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I'm a, yeah. I'm a Muslim. I'm a Muslim. Okay. I'm not your. I'm not your average Muslim. I'll say that. <laughs> not your <laughs> average Muslim. <laughs> right. That's for sure. That's for sure. You know. I. You know. I. Whatever. You know. It's my journey. My my personal relationship with yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh. With with what it is. You know. Yeah. Right. So. Uh. The beauty about uh El Hash Malik Shabazz. You know. That's truly that that when when he. Um, took his last breath. He was El Haj Malik Shabazz. Yeah, that's he, what he changed Malcolm, him. He, yeah, he was Malcolm Little. He was yeah. Malcolm Little. Yeah, you know, aka Detroit Red. Yeah, you know, I read, I read the autobiography of uh, Malcolm X. You know, which was put together by uh, Alex Haley, right? Right. Um, I read that uh, in the eighties. You know, early eighties. Right. And then. And it and it touched me. I was like, "Wow, man, this dude was complete gangster." Right. You know, the dude <laughs> yeah. was like, "Right, right." Yeah, he was selling drugs, pimping out chicks. You know, like you name it. Detroit Red was in it. Yep. <clears throat> and he loved to Lindy Hop. Right. Jitter buggy. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. know he that. Was a dance <laughs> boom. Anyway, dude, dude, hey, it, like we say in the streets, it ain't easy being greasy, right? <laughs> dude, dude. Dude was a grimy cat, right? Yeah. Then he gets incarcerated. Boom, he becomes Muslim. Yeah. But, but with the Nation of Islam. With the Nation of Islam. Right. Which is more, you know, a black nationalist group. They believe right. white people were devils, X, Y, and Z. Then he winds up, I think most, some people know the history. Then he goes to Mecca. Yep. And he's, you know, praying with, you know, all shades, you know, blue-eyed, blonde-haired yep. uh, folks and all that. Then he realizes, wow, you know, uh, you know, there. Uh, you know, where where is the white devil here? Right. Oh, where's right. the white devil? Yeah. Right. And uh, and so he comes back and he challenges the nation of Islam. Yeah. And that's when things got ugly. Yeah. And, and not only that, not only that. Already, this is the government. You know, the powers that so-called powers that be. Oh yeah. Were after him. Of course. They right. were after him. Yeah. Because he was so eloquent. Yeah. And he learned. And he he learned. Every word in the dictionary in prison. Yeah. So they say. Yeah. Could you believe that? Like, and that's why they were afraid of him because he knew he was a communicate. He knew how to communicate, and his message was not one that was amenable to either the nation of Islam or the government mm-hmm. at, at the time. Well, it wasn't. I think it wasn't just that he knew how to communicate because you can communicate all you want, but he had a lot of charisma. That too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> If you yeah. la- if you lack charisma, people are just not going to listen to you, and that's that. That's it, right. does, it doesn't really matter well, what you say. True, you're absolutely right. It's but, a combination of both. Yeah, yeah. of, of the, your not your knowledge, your source of knowledge, and how to deliver it. Right, how to deliver it. Yeah, because yeah, you see and what happens it, if you have someone with charisma 
but no knowledge and they are in charge. Yeah, that's right? where we that's are where now. That's where we are right uh, yeah. now. We're, we're, we're living that shit, yeah. Right, okay, every day. Well, you know, obviously, you're talking about dumb little chump, right? Yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, of yeah. course. So, yeah. That's another one I refuse to call by his real name. <laughs> all right. I, I like that. I like that. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's get so, the... Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish what you're saying. No, I was just going to say, so then when I when I embraced Islam, I had a better understanding of what it truly is. Right, right. And it's, and, a, and, univer- and, it's a universal religion that... Yeah. So I even hate to use the word real legions because, you know, that doesn't define it. Okay. Right, you know? right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, what? And, you and, know. and I feel like what the reason I, I think they put that quote in the beginning where he's talking about people st- stop quarreling over petty differences and unite against a common, common enemy. I think that's like you're saying. I think that was after he sort of got yeah. in his head. Well, okay. Well, we're all people. Let's well, unite the, against the right, real he did common the, the hodge, enemy. He did the Hajj. The you know the 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 trip the journey to Mecca and that's was yeah, what the, transformed uh, him right into uh, somebody different. He was somebody different when he came back, yeah. and you know that's Farrakhan was about power, and as he still is, you know that was his deal. And so uh, well, and and he's uh, he's into the, uh, a separatist movement as well. Yeah, you right. Know, it's, it's not inclusive. It's exclusive. Yes, right. Malcolm uh, El Hash Malik Shabazz. Yeah, right. Uh, brought to light. How uh, how uh, the, uh, Elijah Muhammad was wrong, yeah. etc. And Eli- Elijah Muhammad's son, Warisi Muhammad, after Elijah's passing, uh, his son went on to bring that fold, the ones who stayed, into uh, Sunni Islam, which is inclusive. Yes, right. And yeah, and then uh, and Farrakhan chose to stay. Yes, separatist. You know, right. uh, to, 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 to continue the whole separatist thing, you know, the whole uh, right. uh, exclusive Which, thing. But, uh, we're not down with We're is, not down with that. Oh, I'm not down with that. No, I didn't think hey, you were. I could tell uh, you're not. Uh, no, that, that's cool. Oh, oh, Boy, no. this is getting really no. heavy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I, all right, so let's lighten it up. But, no, no, but, but that's listen, all. Yeah, I was going to transition to the next song because this next song actually sort of, I think, expands on the whole idea because it, this next song is called Nature. But in it, yeah, I, they're making the point that that people are nature's greatest, cre- greatest creation. creation. People yeah. are the best part of nature. Right. right. That's the message the in, in this song. And, and, uh, I, and I want to make one last point. Uh, well, uh, if people that listen to this want to see me dancing uh, to... Uh, to, uh, on YouTube, on my channel, yeah, I uploaded uh, uh, a performance piece I did, a six-minute piece, okay, right, of yeah. me dancing alone, called Kaleidoscope. Okay, but I I don't spell it like a kaleidoscope. It's C. It's like a collision. C O L L A D E collide hyphen A hyphen S C O P E. Okay, and in and I I put the music together myself. I mean, I didn't create the music. I just took different songs that I liked. Right, right. Yeah. You put it together. And one of them, one of them is the beginning of, of that song we just listened to. Oh, oh nice. Malcolm nice. X. All right. That's fantastic. Yes. That's great. Um, and you're, uh, people are people are the best part of nature. Let's, let's rock. That is. All right. Let's, let's do a little bit of nature. And people often ask me, Michael, if you love nature so much, why is it that you live in the city where the only green grass and brush rock? I'm being smoked through a pipe. Well, I look at them and I tell them because people live in the city and people are the best part 
of nature. <laughs> That's great, right? That's awesome. That's the message right there that um, people I I love that. It's amazing. And tell me that beat ain't funky. Yeah, 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 yeah it is. That's a funky beat. Boom boom boom. Boom. Boom boom boom. Come on, man. Right. Yeah. And and also Fable, it, 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 the way you said originally that they're named the the beatniks was sounds like beatniks. And this totally yeah. sounds like a beatnik like it could be some beatnik guy in some club it does. like uh, reading beatnik reciting poetry. yeah, re reading beatnik poetry, right? Or yeah. some guy playing uh, bongos, bongos. Uh, right, with a soul patch. Because of the way he delivers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And then it's 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 the, kind of interesting how this song really, after such a heavy song like Ma like Malcolm X, it just uh, lightens the mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and I, I forget the red the red the, the uh, he goes uh, nature, um, what uh, sitting in the green grass watching a what strange world events. I think he said. That's it. Yeah. Watching the goes, strange world events. Yeah. And then he goes off. Uh, and then he goes uh, sitting at the beach. Where uh, rocks whisper into, uh, uh, no, where watching rocks, rocks smash into pebbles, pebbles, right? And whisper into sand. Whoa, like, come yeah, on, man. Right. Wow. That, you must have listened to this, this record a lot because you did that from memory and you did that perfect, Fable. Yeah, I don't have the lyrics in front of me. <laughs> That's I don't awesome. have the Look, like That's I told great. you, that was constantly on my This record table. really did get you high. <laughs> <laughs> it, it got me so high. That's awesome. That's great. That, yeah. That's that, uh, uh, and not just, you know, consciously, like completely high, you know? Right, like, right. Oh, absolutely. That, yeah. This dude opened my, my mind, you know, like I already knew some of the things he was saying, but when it was put to music and spoken word and all that and all the magic and the the chemistry and, you know, like. Yeah. And that, again, that, that's why I chose this album. I was like. Shit. No one talks about the beat dates, you know? No. Not many people. <laughs> no. Not many people. Uh. And when Camila told me, Fable, pick an album. Yeah. And then I told her, as I mentioned, well, you beat me with a bad brain, <laughs> right? And, yeah. and I'm glad she did because I know she aced it, right? Yeah, she did. But I she was did. like, and I, you know, I have so many albums at home. I'm a DJ also, by the way. I don't okay, know if okay. I mentioned that. Man, no. you're yeah, every, I have you're thousands, thousands of vinyl, you know, at home. I DJ for like you know hip, mostly for hip hop uh, events and nice. um, <clears throat> but um, but every now and then I'm the one who, for instance, played the immigrant song oh, by yeah. Led Zeppelin okay. at a at a at a at a up rocking at a rocking event. All right. And they lo and and all these hip hoppers lost their minds <laughs> when they heard you know and Lucretia McEvil by Sweat Blood Sweat and Tears you know. Like yeah. I, I dig, I dig, and I try to find what will resonate with my right. hip hop head, uh, especially the 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 b boys, you know, and the rockers. Yeah, if it rocks, and, uh, it rocks, right? No matter what it is, if it rocks, it, it rocks. Exactly. Why else is it called rock dance <laughs> or up rocking? <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, nature, and at the end of nature, the same way at the end of television, you know, when I when I you know. Uh, you know, didn't do the best job at trying to mimic, you know, the sound of boom, boom, <laughs> yeah, you did right. But nature, 
also at the end of, of that song, it gets crunchy. It gets funky it crunchy. Gets, yeah, it does. It yeah, does. yeah, it, it gets does. funky crunchy where I'm like, yes, that, you know, it, it, it's the uh, crescendo. Yep. You know, the, yep. the, 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 yeah. Yep. You know, the, the zenith of like the buildup of the song and I, and you know, Again, I'm like these dudes are fucking mad. Excuse my language. I don't know if I should. No, say you can. Right, you uh, can. Yeah. That's all right. We can. We can say. Yeah. They're like mad scientists. These cats. Yes, you know? they are. They it. are. Yeah. Yep. Now this. Now this next song, I feel like is funky lyrically. Funky. The way he delivers the lyrics. Uh, is funky and uh, burritos. The way he says burritos. Yeah. Let's listen to a little That's bit. That's right. You know of, why? Because it's a uh, it's a uh, purple grapes squished by brown toes that they wave <laughs> under their nose before it goes down the throats of those who never have to eat burritos. Burrito. That's it. You got it, man. All right, let's listen to a little Ooh. bit of burritos. Not black-eyed peas, no burritos are served to those who wear the fancy clothes. No, 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 no. no. On the menu for those in the silk hose, there's turkey, ham, and beef roast. One or all, but no burritos. Potatoes, all washed down by purple grapes squished by brown toes that they wave under their nose before it goes down the throats of those who never have to eat burritos. And for dessert, it's American pie, a feast for the eyes of those who can only afford to eat burritos, which they eat in the street, those burritos. Huh! Right. Yeah, so this song is mad. This song's nasty. And what he's talking about, um, uh, just basically, uh, musically, I feel like they throw everything into this song. Like, there's all sorts of shit going on. Um, They even got a little, at the end, you know, he's doing a little of Michael Jackson's bad. He does bad (laughs) in there. He throws bad in there. Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But basically, so he's using a burrito as a metaphor for the haves and the have-nots, right? Uh, Yo, absolutely. totally. Well, yeah. and I think yep. also the way that he pronounces his burritos, because like when you think about a burr, that's a, like a sticky, prickly thing, and then oh, right, you're right, eating right. it, that's going to go down your throat, yeah. not in a pleasant way. Yep. Right. And yep. Uh, definitely, uh, he's got Peg Nancy Reagan. And there. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Because this was this whole album was written. This is the Reagan, Reagan era second, we're talking second, about during his second and, term. And, and then this is. Uh, yep. I mean, uh, with our current political climate, you know, yeah, they're right. not serving up burritos at the White they House are right certainly now. Not. Exactly. Well, a Big Mac, sir. <laughs> yeah, we just. Yeah, this is. My choice. No, they're serving big crack. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. Also, on, on golden uh, plates. Uh, I don't mean to be rude, but you got her last name wrong. It's Reagan. 
Nancy yeah, Ray, Gun. Ray Gun for sure. Uh, yeah. All right, so nope. uh, let's get the next song. I feel like this next song, Ruticus Sporadicus, is sort of like the Beatniks Manifesto. Even though I don't, I don't know what Ruticus Sporadicus actually is, but uh, let's listen to a little bit of it right now. Could listen to this. Someone could just listen to this and assume that these guys were just crazy, that this guy's insane, right? But I mean, it, when you dig down and you read the lyrics and you go, no, he's a genius. But someone, a, a yeah. person, I would think, would say, this guy's well, nuts. That's probably why it's it's not as widely circulated as it might be because the message is requires a little bit of uh, reflection and a little bit of maybe deeper knowledge to understand what they're talking about than the you know the kind of things that would be more um widely circulated like you don't it doesn't just give up away it just doesn't give it up to you all up front you have to do a little bit of research oh or yeah actually yeah, have to absolutely. know a little bit in advance yeah. and you have to care no no it's not it's not uh, uh what is it all uh, <coughs> uh the obvious you know what i mean like exactly. oh yeah yeah no, it's not. experiential learning is the best learning you know yeah where where they don't spoon feed you and let you know every single damn thing yeah they, you know they give you space to go and research on your own not like on tel- not like is. on television where they just give it to you say so you just spoon feed it to you right make it full yeah, circle there quite, but again quite often people get lots of days cool and yeah. they don't want to research. They don't want to go deeper. They don't want to know uh, what's uh, written between the lines or what have you. You know, well, the critical thinking is not taught in this country well, it used at to, all. Yeah, it used to be, but it, yeah. they, they removed that from the curriculum. I, I don't think it's been taught in forty years. Yeah, I mean, we had you know, I you know, when I we had I had teachers in school that when I was in you know high school I had some good teachers that were you know that were would tell you the truth about things um you know and then we had some drunk substitutes who would fall under the desk yes i had those too so you know (laughs) i went to school it was hit or miss miss. i went to school in florida what do you want well i had to be taught a lot uh, by my parents because they just found the uh, education here so lacking Uh, and you were in dade county right yeah i went to school here in in, uh, miami dade county but my parents how'd you end up so smart because <laughs> my parents are from Peru and and uh, okay. they, they had a much more full education than we ever had. My God, they barely taught geography when I was in. Yeah, in I, I know, I know what you mean. Hey, I mean, uh, Fable, what what elementary school did you go to, Fable? I went to PS forty seven. 
I went to Catholic school from second grade to uh, eighth grade. Oh, really? St. Paul's. Oh. St. Paul's school in Spanish Harlem, where uh, where a walk to school meant having to fight the baby kings, the sons of <laughs> Satan, you know. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, little little kids that were part of gangs that wore patches like motorcycle gangs, but hey, hey. they didn't know how to have motorcycles, you know. Yeah, didn't have that in Queens. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, and then after that, I went to the High School of Art and Design uh, on uh, 57th Street and Second Avenue, which oh, was, nice. uh, in fact, you know how uh, the the TV show Fame, yeah, you know that that was um, that was uh, shit. I forget what what the name of their high school was. Um, Performing Arts, okay, right? Performing Arts. Yeah, so we were the. Triple X rated version of <laughs> Yeah, you were the real. <laughs> and, and I don't mean, I don't. Well, I don't mean about uh, you know not sexually, but well, some of it. But the rest of it was <laughs> just a hardcore reality. Yeah. Uh, final uh, number one. That's where I met my first white friend. Was was at the High School of Art Design. Really? You know? <laughs> yeah. I grew up in Spanish wow. There were no white people there. Uh, okay. You know? It was Puerto Ricans, blacks, uh, you know. So I met uh, Albert Popa, a.k.a. Conan, who was the king of the seven train. All right. You know? Uh, Shout out uh, to Conan. With, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tag, Tagging-wise. Tagging-wise, when, when someone kings a line, a train line, that yeah. means their name is up more than anyone else. Ah. So, uh, and... Uh, I feel so unhip so that's talking where to I went. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's a whole bunch of New York history, right? Um, but uh, that's mm. great. Um, all right, yeah, so this next this next song we could I mean I could we could play a bit of it, but we we'd end up playing the whole song because it's only forty two seconds long. It's basically a forty two second anti anti drug song. I think uh, it's an anti drug song called "Who Is Doing This to All My People." Now this is just kind of nuts, but Barry, this reminded me a little of uh, Captain Beefheart. He sounds like Captain Beefheart there, doesn't he? I think these guys probably have heard Captain Beefheart. I think, yeah, I think these guys listen to like everything. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in that mix. And just listen to everything. Yeah. Um, um, plus the New York in 1988, you know, or I guess San Francisco in 1988 as well. You know, crack man, that was um, that was it was everywhere. It was uh, whereas Miami, you know, the powder cocaine down here had its uh, heyday from what 75, 76 up till into mid-80s. the 80s. Oh yeah, mid-80s. Into, into oh, yeah. the mid 80s, mid 80s, even to the late 90s. I mean, yeah. it's never yeah. gone away. It's here, never gone away, gone but away. crack <laughs> everywhere else. You know, was a much bigger deal when you know crack cocaine hit the street. It changed everything. Um, I know people in you know fucking Orlando, where I was, where neighborhoods like I played in. You know, I played in black bands, and I, it was. And when that stuff appeared, it just changed the whole dynamic of the of everything. Um, it decimated. It decimated. Uh, 
most most of the uh, inner city communities and communities, particularly of you know people, so-called people of color. Yeah, right? yeah. That when that when that hey, number one crack is whack, right? Yeah, man. Uh, and herb is superb, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? You heard it here, folks. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and so I mean, if you have to choose one from the other, like come for on. real, yeah, you know, like you can go to a liquor store and buy a gallon of fire water, yeah, and and get and get smashed and then get in your car and mow down a family, right? Yeah, uh, I don't think I ever heard that happen with someone that you know. No, like the worst tw- thing you do is eat a whole bag of or, chips or something. Right, eat too many Fritos. <laughs> Take a nap mm-hmm. on the couch. Right. Exactly. So when when crack when crack hit the uh, streets of New York, yeah, wow, yeah, I, I saw dudes that I looked up to, yeah, that were like 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 folk heroes, you know, like yeah. dudes that you know were into martial arts, you know, doesn't working matter, out and doesn't matter, that. yeah, didn't I, matter. No. I saw them, I saw them reaching into the ducking into the gutter, yeah, looking for imaginary rock, yeah, man, that didn't <laughs> exist, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and it and it broke my heart. Right. It broke my heart. I was like, wow, is this what it's doing? I remember seeing uh, down here in Miami a, a crackhead in the 80s, this dread, and he had the crack pipe tied to his dreadlock. I guess oh, yeah. so, he, so he wouldn't lose his crack so pipe. So it was handy. It was, no, it was, it was super shocking. Well, that's practical. Yeah. Well, hey, multi, multi-use dreads. Well, it was, a, it, was a, it was a very effective, it was a very effective tool for, for, um, for destroying poor communities or, or under our communities of that of people who were um this is like meth is in the midwest now it's like you know just like a cheap it's like you know if you're if your existence is uh not that great to begin with somebody gives you something that's cheap and makes you feel a lot better right man it just spreads like it spreads like wildfire yeah uh, and i used to tell some of my people that i saw like walk taking a fall with that yeah. Yo, stop! Stop sucking the devil's uh, yeah. DITK. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, like the devil's glass DITK. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah. You could say that. Come on, like, what, what are you doing for real? This is what you want with your life. Yeah. Is this what you want? You know. Yeah. And since they knew that I was kind of like, uh, I'm very empathetic to my own demise. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it hurts me when I see people like throwing their life away. You know, especially on that. And. Uh, and the mothers will come to me and say, por favor, habla con él. You know, talk to him. They'll yeah. be like, please, talk, talk to him. Because they knew I was their friend, etc. And, you know, I would go through the best I can. But guess what? <sighs> Every person makes their own choice, man. Yeah. What what life, what life do you want? What yeah. life do you want? Yeah. And, uh, and I can't save the world. That's for sure. I know I can't. But at arm's reach, the few out to reach, yeah, then kick a little, kick a little flavor for them to like. Oh, that might help them. Oh, you got a hungry cat there. Uh, oh, you heard nah, the cat. That. There's a cat. There's a cat here who's very good and <laughs> making himself sound hungry. Jonesin, that cat's Jonesin. <laughs> All right, so let's or, get. Or the cat was saying. The cat might have been saying, "What up, Fable?" Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's a pretty hip cat. Uh, all right, so let's get the final song on this record. Is uh, let's listen to a little bit of rules.
Now, who did that remind you of, Barry? That remind me of Zappa. It sounds a little like Zappa. Yeah, there's it? Frank. There's Frank Zappa in there for sure. Right. And um, you know what? These guys they listen to a lot of stuff, and it appears in there, and you you kind of you you can you like you hear it, and you go, I know where that came from. And yeah, the high vocals, the way those vocals are all sung. Definitely has a, a a Zappa feel, especially right, a right. mother, more like even a Mothers of Invention feel. Yeah, yeah. So they're yeah. listening to the early Zappa records, um, and then also you hear like things like I, like No New York, like I'm thinking like like No Wave sounds and sort of that industrial um, and the herky jerkiness of it. Oh and, yeah, 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 right, right. <clears throat> so I'm thinking there's you know. A, there's a there's a thousand records that went into making this record, you know. There's a thousand things they listened to that all just sort of got synthesized into this Beatniks record. Yeah, I mean, you, you hear the syncopated beats. And I don't think that was consciously um, they were consciously conjuring any anybody. I think it's just it was. Uh, oh yeah, all their influences just spewing out. Yeah, exactly. and these guys were already they were already like had all these ideas and all this like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and 1988, nobody was doing this no. kind of stuff. Right, no. right. All the cut and paste stuff and everything. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's very. Uh, yeah, they were definitely very ahead of their time. They were breaking they, the they rules. They were one of a kind. You know, one right. of a kind. Uh, 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 before that time, you know, like these dudes set it off. But something that I wish, besides the two bands that Camila mentioned, would have became more of a movement. The oh, same right, right. Grunge, you know, like grunge in Seattle and yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, it, this was short lived. Yeah, this, very. Yeah. I believe that the, what these dudes set off was short lived. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting would, when you, when you, like, when I spoke about Death Grips, Death Grips, if you look them up on YouTube, I mean, like I said, they're, they're, they're uh, Beat Nigs 2.0 for 2010 plus, but their videos. And their songs have millions and millions and millions right. of hits. That's oh, right. Okay. Well, that's yeah. good. So I mean, it's time is con- time. You know, it, it was thirty years. Thirty years. They were just thirty years ahead of their time. Yeah, yeah. And, and and again, like I said, like Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum. I mean, just, you can completely hear. Yeah. So much of the Beatniks influence. And yeah, the, I wish there were more bands like this. But it's it's good that at least these two bands. Have been very successful. Yeah, right. Yeah, where the beatniks weren't, but they uh, they obviously they uh, they influenced people and they they made it had a big effect on Popmaster Fable for sure. Yeah, man. I'm, yes, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. The fact that you know those yep. lyrics, I know uh, off the top of his head, isn't that crazy? But that's I'm, awesome. I'm, that's awesome. impressive. You know, I'm 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 gonna keep it a hundred with you guys, right? Do it. I don't, even, I don't even know what that means, that, but do it. <laughs> that means I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it real. Okay. Um, you know, I'm gonna say. In other words, I'm gonna say the truth. In New York, that's what we say. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Okay. The hundred percent truth, right? Yeah. I went. I because I have so many albums, and now they're a little bit in disarray because I DJ. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've gotten sloppy. I don't put them back in there. You know, I don't categorize them. You know, I come home. I'm tired. Boom. I throw them away. Yeah. Forever. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> So before this interview, I was like, "Let me find my beating and and and, I, and and just so you know, I have two of these. Oh, oh, nice. I have, uh, I have two, and both have the pamphlets in it. Oh, you know, yeah. and, and pretty pretty close to pristine. You know, mm-hmm. except for the first one I bought, which I almost wore the grooves out of. Right, but right. 
Yeah, and the reason I, I bought another one when I found it is because since I'm a DJ and I extend beats. Yeah, right. In other words, you, yeah. know, two, have, you know, like yep. you buy two of the same records. You got to have it on both turntables. You know. Yeah. Right, right. So so those chunky parts that I told you about, yeah. the end of nature, the end of television, Extend I them. want it like I would I would extend them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That right. that well, that's the roots of uh, sampling. All right. The roots of sampling comes from looping. Looping comes from the merry-go-round, which uh, Cool Herc started. Uh, the father of hip hop started in New York. All right. Uh, yeah. That all that came from from him, from Cool Herc. Then Grandmaster Flash came and refined it. Yeah. Because Cool Cool Herc uh, wasn't as uh, as much of a, uh, uh, I don't know, sharp, sharp with the cut, you know? Right, yeah, I know, uh, what you, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, Grandmaster Flash, it was seamless, you know? Right, right? it was seamless. Yeah. And, right, so there's no, so it's not, you know, Herc is a giant brother, you know, dude yeah. is big. Yeah. And and I, I always say, no disrespect, but he was a little heavy-handed <laughs> uh, on, on the on the, on the You could say, you're allowed to say Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, but Flash, Flash was surgical with it, you know? Yeah, right. Like a sur- surgical knife. Whoop, whack, whoop, you couldn't whoop. tell. And couldn't then, tell. Yeah. And then after that, uh, after, after that, uh, Grand Wizard Theodore uh, took that and took it further and turned the uh, uh, the turntable into a uh, musical instrument by scratching rhythmic patterns on it. Yeah. Right? That, yeah. yeah, that's how all that went down. Um but uh, when I bought the second album, it's because I wanted to extend yeah. those chunky, funky parts. And at first, it was for my own listening pleasure. Right. Sure. You think I gave uh, a, a flying F about who else likes it? I didn't care. Right. Yeah, I right, wanted yeah. to hear you know, for <laughs> yeah. at least for at least five, for at least five minutes, you know. Yeah. yeah. Get my little fix in, etc. And uh, what can I say? You know, I'm yeah, I'm no, completely I'm, honored, man. I'm really I'm glad to be no, on this show. I'm glad you brought this to uh, our attention, and hopefully, it'll turn other people on to I something that so. maybe they never yeah. uh, heard of, or maybe just heard of. Hey, I've heard of them. But I remember I the name. They're like, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's awesome, and you were a great guest, and uh, Fable. Yeah, I feel like I could talk to you all night. Um, and uh, thanks again thank, for coming on the show. Really, and thanks, uh, Camila, thank for uh, for introducing us to uh, our new best friend, Popmaster Fable. Though we're all probably on like yes. some kind of CIA <laughs> watch list now. And, right. uh, but yeah. whatever, that's fine. We're all adults. <laughs> I, think, I think we already <laughs> all were. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe well, we were for sure now. <laughs> hey, 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 listen. Hey, hey, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. Right. And if if they pop up the 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 man in black, black or whatever. Yeah, just uh, point them in my direction. Okay. Oh, I will for sure. One hundred percent. I will. Th- I will throw you under the bus immediately. So, where's where's the best place if people want to seek you out? Check uh, check you out. What's the best place for them to find you? Uh, uh, tell them to tell them to go to uh, La Vuelta Familia Church. What? I don't even understand what you just said. What was that again? <laughs> 
<laughs> if you if you want the men in black to come see me, no, no, I'm talking about people. If like people you. are interested, like want to see you on Master YouTube, Fable, yeah. like uh, you have a YouTube channel, oh, right? My yeah, social yeah. media, that's what I my social media. Yeah, that's. No, what I, I mean. thought you were talking about the the vampires. No, no they know how to find, find you. They know how to find. And you. my response was like, "We're me and the club. I'm part of. We're oh, that's what we nice. you know, we're, we're, Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Where we La Cosa That's like the Puerto Rican La Cosa Nostra. Exactly. Come, come. Come to us, and if you could, you know, <laughs> shit, we put up a good fight. But anyway, uh, uh, they can find me on uh, on Instagram. It's Pop Ma- uh, No, in fact, I got hacked on Instagram with uh, Pop Master Cable. But they can they can find me on Instagram on Jorge J O R G E Fable F A B E L Pabon P A B O N. Perfect. So that's. That's my uh, government name in case, uh, <laughs> hey, in case the vampires want to find me. That's yeah, what it is. Right. Uh, so it's Jorge Pabon, and in the middle of that is Pabel, Pabel, okay. F-A-B-E-L. I'm not uh, F-A-B-L-E, because that's like a myth or a fairy tale, yeah. and I'm none of that. <laughs> no, I'm very not. real. Got it. Right. I'm very real. And otherwise, on uh, Facebook, it's uh, Pop Master Fable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, or Jorge Fable Pabon, except that I already reached my max with the 5,000 yep. uh, bullshit limit they have. Um, and otherwise... YouTube. Uh, yeah, your it, YouTube channel. Uh, my YouTube channel, which is also Podmaster Fable, and that's it. Nice. Fantastic. All right, well, thanks again for mm-hmm. being on the show. And uh, what do we got next? Oh, next week we have a live, our next live at live Laser at Wolf. Laser Wolf. Uh, we're doing... Uh, with it, two guests as we well. Have two guests. That's Wednesday, August 28th. Uh, we have from uh, Mark Dubin and the Honest Liars. We have Mark Dubin and Dan Bonebreak. Who has a new band? Uh, Dan, he does. Called the Reckons. Called the, okay. the Reckons. And, and what uh, record are we doing, Rob? We're doing Hang Time by Why are you Soul laughing? Asylum. I don't know. We, why, why do we laugh at Soul Asylum? I don't know. They were a fine band. They, they, were, were, fine. they were fine. Yeah. They were fine. It'll be fun. Uh, the, and those guys are big Soul Asylum fans. They so. are. They're big fans. So They're, they're uh, trying to make something out of nothing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was low. <laughs> Camilla, 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 don't play. You're, 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 you're brutal. What'd you say? Bring, oh, she is brutal. What'd you call hey, that bringing the, yeah. the hundred or whatever yeah <laughs> she somebody's ears are hey. smoking right now <laughs> Camila yes thank you you're thank welcome thank you for introducing me to your friends yeah man thank and you. uh I thank you Rob and uh and Barry awesome for uh for allowing me to share some some time and uh amazing adventures with you guys yeah no this and is a great bit of, really a little bit it. of history from here and there Awesome. Uh, I apologize in advance. Uh, I apologize without in advance. Post apology for being long winded. <laughs> for being long winded. But don't worry about it. me and Barry. And apologize that, for shit. Hey, post well, all the time. Hey, whatever works for your show, man. Make it happen. <laughs> and uh, I think it's going to be a hundred percent of what you said. Be good, man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks again. Thanks again, Babel. Uh, and uh, thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget, go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash trgmh. Become a patron of that record. Got me high. To keep me and Barry in the uh, style we have grown accustomed to. So, we need Chinese uh, slippers. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. We are out.
Is This Tomorrow is a weekly webcomic written and produced by Woody Compton and Kelly Shane, and is in no way affiliated with the for-profit prison system, Raytheon Weapons Systems, or the military-industrial complex. Is This Tomorrow catalogs the wacky goings-on at the Zorro television network, and seems to have actually conjured its own reality into the world we inhabit. Nonetheless, you should visit Is This Tomorrow and the eight panels of reality at isthistomorrow.com. That's isthistomorrow.com. That record got me high and Is This Tomorrow bring you an interview with the beatniks from 1989. Um, everything from gas tanks that we find, you know, in, in scrapyards and, and on the streets to, to, you know, some of the things that friends of ours have actually built for us, you know, out of metal. Just, just the idea of using some of these things is very nice. It, it, it creates really incredible sound and, uh, you know, I think it, it goes along also with just the social environment that, that we pretty much live and survive in every day, which is, which is very industrialized and very automated, you know, and becoming more automated, you know, and wasteful. I personally, you know, don't foresee us signing any kind of like, you know, 10 record contract with Warner Brothers because for one, they, I don't think, can handle know, <laughs> the attitude, for one, and two, I don't think they're into sharing with America and the rest of the world the kind of views that we have about the rest of the world and ourselves and Warner Bros.